Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. This is uh, round two. I'm trying to record this because we noticed a few minutes in that we're getting some lag. Uh, Nate is up recording at his field house this weekend. So uh, the internet up there is less than desirable. Um, and uh, we might we might be getting a little bit of delay on when my voice is being delivered to him and vice versa. So uh, if this is your first episode, we do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore-related music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the release in question. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice. We get through between five and seven of them, and then we just give our honest opinions on the band. Uh, We're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. We don't make a lot of value judgments about what we hear. Uh, we just really like punk and hardcore, so we talk about it for a couple couple hours each week with the hopes that we uh, put some new music in your ear, and ideally you go out and support the stuff that you like by purchasing physical copies of the music and going to see the bands when that becomes a thing again. Um, and beyond that, yeah, if I guess just a, a heads up, if there's uh, if there's some delays in um, you know some pauses in our in our speech this evening. It's you know you can just attribute it to uh, rural Indiana shoddy internet connection. And, I was going to uh, say was... attributed to us thinking carefully. And, ah yes, uh, deeply pondering. <laughs> yes, that's right. We've gone very zen now. We are turning over a new leaf this week. Well, I mean, we've been you know sometimes we're a little too off the cuff. You mm-hmm. know, gets us in trouble, I guess, um, with uh, certain folks, and uh, <laughs> you know, does it get us in trouble with certain folks? Probably from their perspective, but not from mine. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it certainly draws the ire of certain folks, but it's yet to affect my life at all. Right. I guess if I get punched in the jaw one day because of it, um, then it will have officially affected my life. But uh, <laughs> even at that point, who cares? What, what a wonderful outcome. It would be a lot of fun, honestly, to, to <laughs> like get beat up over a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. Like somebody gets, you know, like calls you out of the show or something like that. And uh, yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah, that'd be fun, man. I'm into that. Um, So uh, you got anything that you'd like to address this week? How's your week been? It's been okay. Um, The weather finally broke, at least for the next 10 days. It's nice. And um, my, uh, so the first night of class was, was weird and, um, you know, awkward and, uh, you know, I don't know, like, let's just not meet in person. Cause we know like, that's, what's going to happen anyway. So it's just like this. I don't know. It was something I hadn't thought about in a while was how to have class with like the pandemic going on. And what really struck me was just sort of like the, um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say like naive, but the, um, maybe like, um, criminal denial that we all sort of sit in that like, you know, Oh, well, we can just act like everything's cool. Um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, look, let's just, let's just cut our losses right now and let's not meet in person. Cause we know we're not going to in like a month. And right. this is a, uh, diminished experience for us all. And, um, it sucks and, uh, just drop out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one option for sure. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I can imagine that would probably be a a fucking strange dynamic to jump back into for sure. Well, it's so bizarre because, you know, I have 20 students. I can only meet with 10 of them at a time. And so we meet for 50 minutes with one half, like A through M and then, you know, M, E through Z, we meet 
after that 50 minutes is up, I clean up the room. Um, we clean up the room and then the, the next half comes in for 50 minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we all go home or go wherever we can and sit down and have a zoom meeting to have the rest of class. Oh, that's so bizarre. What the fuck? It's utterly fucking bizarre. And yeah. it, it makes, it makes no sense. None. No, that, that, uh, why, like, so why are they, why have they even implemented in-person class at all if half of the class is still done through Zoom? Well, the, this, the, the students, you know, I guess signing up for an in-person class, like you could just take the virtual class, right? Yeah. Um, like the online learning class, but you know, certain students are, uh, and, and certain people like myself included really doubt the efficacy of something like that. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I believe that there is value to in-person like interaction right. um, and like bouncing ideas back and forth. And that's what I would say if that's what I believe, but actually what it really boils down to is, you know, enrollment and money. Because if colleges just told everybody, hey, you're not going to be meeting with your professors. There's no campus activities or anything like that. You're just going to be looking at a computer screen for all of your classes throughout the week. Nobody would fucking go. Yeah, true. true. So, you know, they got to get that money and they're going to make a bunch of, uh, a bunch. you know, all, all colleges are doing this. They're going to make a bunch of fucking promises that they can't keep and do things in what is the most sort of like gold, like Rube Goldbergian way of getting something done. Right. Um, that, and it's, and it's a way that we know is going to fail. Right. It's like, yeah, you know that the egg is not getting fried at the end of that machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just, let's just not do it. Let's just meet online. Um, but whatever it's, it's, uh, that's what I want to tell my students. It's what I said I was going to tell my students and I was told not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> By, by your higher ups. Yes. Yes. I I said, I said, can we just get rid of like the idea that this is actually going to work and just like break it down and say, Hey, listen, this isn't going to work. Um, so just be prepared that we're not going to be meeting in person in like three weeks. Um, but I was told not to say that because you know, whatever. Yeah. Fair enough. I guess they're trying to preserve the illusion of normalcy. Yeah. That's what I mean. You know, it, it, it is just an illusion, you know? And so it's, it's, it's this, it's, it's a pretense that we all sort of live under right now mm-hmm. um, that, uh, you know, I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck it for sure. You know, I, so I was fishing last night with, uh, a uh, friend of the show and see that's that's how you know you're a real friend of the show is if I go fishing with you right yes um, and if I hang out with you um, and uh, or even if I even fucking talk to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you deign to talk to them right um, and so I was fishing last night and we were down on the river and now you and I know that the rivers in Fort Wayne um, are squalid and um utterly depressing to gaze upon. Oh yeah. Um, it, it, Fort Wayne, uh, Fort Wayne has for most of its, it's uh, modern existence anyway, treated the rivers as a, uh, enemy at the gates mm-hmm. and, um, um, struggled mightily to, uh, ravage them and contain them and destroy them. Yeah. And, and the agricultural community that is Northern Indiana or most two thirds of Indiana anyway, um, basically, um, has a long history of saying fuck all about taking care of the land and uh, selling their soul for corn and soy. 
And so like the rivers are utterly fucking polluted too. Yes. Um, but anyway, we were fishing in the rivers last night, caught a few fish, caught some pretty good sized fish. And, uh, you know, like the town has been promoting, like using the rivers, um, for recreation. And this is something that five years ago, nobody in their sane mind would think, let's, no. get, let's get in these rivers and do something. For not, for sure not. Right. And like yeah. literally nothing has changed in five years other than a few parks were built along the rivers and like the riverbanks were cleaned up a little bit, but like the water quality is still utterly ghastly. Right. And, uh, but <laughs> we're sitting there and there's an endless fucking train. Like the fishing spot we're at was pretty good. My only complaint was there is an endless fucking train of these party boats going up and down the river from a local like bar and establishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and It'll be, it's basically, what it is, is basically like a 20 foot pontoon boat that they just converted to a mobile bar with like maybe, maybe a 10 foot bar on it. You know what I mean? It's basically like one of those like pedal, pedal city cars, like those, those bars that people pedal around town. Yeah. 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 Except it's on a boat. Like the beer trolleys. Yes. Except it's on a boat. Right. Right. Yeah. That's my living hell. Yeah. Oh my God. And so we're sitting there and they're just going up and down the river. Um, you know, they'll go up the river, they go, they come back, they do a turn around the bridge and then they go back to the bar. It's literally the adult equivalent of like I said, it, it's like Santa's mall train. <laughs> yeah. And it, 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 it utterly, I, there are, there are a few things I understand about what most people like, but this is utterly alien to me that adults enjoy trundling onto a little barge in an absolutely filthy, shallow, and frankly, somewhat smelly river. Yep. And then just, I don't know, floating around for half an hour and then going back to the bar. Yeah, it's totally fucking baffling, dude. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. So they were going up and down the city all night and just putting a lot of black thoughts in my head. Um, you know? <laughs> I, I really like phrasing it that way. Yeah, I, that's what it was. It, it was so James was, you know, James is a much nicer guy than I am. And uh, he was sort of ambivalent about it. But um, I lamented that. Uh, you know, like the virus wasn't a selective organism. Um, you know, it wasn't selective in who it infected. Um, that they boats weren't sinking in front of us. Um, mm. You know, it's just it's just a bummer. So, all in all, typical Saturday night for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, going just fine until you see other human beings <laughs> doing things that other human beings enjoy, and then immediately retreating into the darkest depths of your psyche. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. And 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 James brought that up. He said he said something to the effect of, you know, I was like, listen, man, the fact of the matter is, people are having a good fucking time, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what it boils down to, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you you got a dog up at the field house? Oh yeah, Petey's up here. He's uh, going crazy because of the hose outside. So it's really cool and it's noisy right now. Yeah, crickets, hell yeah. Crickets and uh, dogs getting squirted with the hose. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Um, so uh, yeah, my my week was pretty uneventful. Um, I've just been I've been thrifting like a motherfucker, trying hard to get this uh, the the old vintage resale game popping. 
hoarding a bunch of stuff to drop for the uh, fall and winter collections that I have. Uh, and yeah, just, you know, staying busy, keeping my nose to the grindstone. Oh, if you're if you're a Patreon subscriber, you're hearing your fucking dollars hard at work right now because this is the first episode in which I am using my new computer that I've had for the last couple months but just haven't busted out yet. I decided to buy a, uh, a USB-C to USB-A converter and try out the old Audio-Technica 2020 USB mic, and uh, it's beautiful. I'm getting less latency than I was on the old computer, um, which you know doesn't really matter because of our present internet connection, although it seems to be doing better than it was. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is it. This is, your, this is all of your hard-earned pay that you throw our way for our excellent premium content. It's at work right now. <laughs> sure is. It sure <laughs> is. Um, um, here's something I saw. Okay. Uh, the Black Panther died. I know. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. And, and when I saw that he died, I heard it on the radio. I thought, Oh fuck! Did he get the fucking coronavirus? But no, he had colon cancer. Yeah, for like which four is years. baffling because he had it for four fucking years, and he's you know out there acting, doing his thing. So you got no fucking excuse. Uh, wait. Uh, you're saying like people people don't have any excuse to not just be doing their thing even if they have like colon cancer. Even if they feel a little under the weather, get to it. Right, yeah. I mean, if Chadwick Boseman can can film several several movies uh, while suffering from a deadly cancer, yeah, you can you can get out and do something when you got a little cold. Yeah, he got a little cough. Who cares? Just go to class. <laughs> exactly. That's the message we need to be we need to be spreading right now. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, all right, well, you want to jump into some music? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. I mean, ostensibly, we are still a music podcast, so I guess we should get around to it. Well, last week, we didn't have any banter, um, so hopefully uh, people were fucking happy. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we, we appeased the seven or eight autistic people that populate the Discord and have made it a completely inhospitable hellhole for anyone who might happen to stumble across it. Oh, James told me about that, too, because I was like, what could possibly go on there? Yeah. And he tried to like he tried to, to fill me in on what was happening. And I was like, I don't know, man, that sounds fucking weird. Oh, it's bizarre. Yeah, it's utterly fucking bizarre. It, it, um, it kind of sounded like. It kind of sounded like it had become sort of like a, a, a like a a microcosmic sort of bridge nine board. Kind of, kind of, but but there's not a lot of like gossip and shit. It's more yeah. just like it's more it's hyper focused in 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 the sense that like there are now all of these super insular like memes and jokes about the podcast specifically because these are people that do religiously listen to the podcast and they do like the live listening sessions usually on Monday. So they commiserate about all the stuff that they're hearing as they're hearing it. Yeah. Um, so they have, you know, they've developed a rapport with one another. So it's just become this like in group thing where they are now all like a closely knit community of internet friends Um that have coalesced around our podcast and it doesn't, and it's not attractive to anybody else. <laughs> well, hey, good for them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like a support group for them now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's just funny because when Meyer proposed it initially, the idea was for it to be like, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't find Facebook, um, super user friendly or people just don't want to be on Facebook. So I thought maybe we could do a discord so that like other people might be, able to get into the discussion about you know the music and the podcast and stuff 
and it infinite or it instantaneously uh morphed into yeah just this like support group for our seven seven to ten most autistic listeners um to the exclusion of of everybody else in the world i think that after all these years of social media right Mm -hmm. and anonymous interaction on the internet you would think that we would finally as 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 a culture just finally um give up the ghost on having anything nice and in good faith um, right on the internet you know what i mean like it's never going to work out It, it will never work out no, of course not. <laughs> because because it, it 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 doesn't it doesn't make us worse. It just allows us to to be our true selves. <laughs> yes, for sure. Right, right. Which nobody really wants. Right, and and, and like we're you know it, now of course, um, you know certainly in the past I would say seven years we've clearly been seeing the. Uh, that sort of like it bleeding out into the real world around us. Like, Oh it's, yeah. It's clearly never going to work. It's never going to work. So don't, no. don't, don't, don't try anything with aspirations of uh, goodwill and good intent. Um, because, uh, it, it ain't never going to work. I, I, I would say that I would say that, um, open online communities mm-hmm. are, um, without a doubt, um, irrefutable evidence that uh, anarchism is an utter pipe dream. Oh yeah, for sure. In, any, I mean, any system that operates upon the premise of uh, cooperation, yeah, yeah, is totally out the window. <laughs> right, right, right. Like we've we've done some we've done some some simulations. We've done some uh, computerized simulations, and uh, um, it is definitely not nice yeah no definitely not i i mean dude we we can't even maintain a small community of listeners in a private server for a week without it turning into like them exchanging dick pics and cyberbullying kids from pop punk bands in new jersey and like it's just insane <laughs> what <laughs> One of one of uh, one of our listeners who's a regular in there actually got in a physical fight with uh, with Pete Zen from Jet Jaguar. By the way, I told you, I fucking told you, right? Well, there was pre-existing beef. There was pre-existing beef, so it was not spurred on directly by us in any way. But it was brought up during the course of the altercation, I guess. Okay. Um, but yeah, I guess he he knocked he and Pete Zen knocked each other upside the head at at a skate park in New Jersey a couple weeks back. Fellas, you guys are grown men, and I know that grown men have a long history of settling beefs um, with bloodshed. But mm-hmm. um, Christ Almighty, civilization is thousands of years old. Let's let's move past it. <laughs> I wish we could. I just don't think we're there yet. I don't think we are either. All right, so let's get to the music. Indeed. Okay, so in the queue this week, first up, we have got Holy Water with Holy Water's New York poser Delicatessen. This is a uh, West Coast-style power violence band based on the East Coast. It was submitted by Tyler Hammer, who plays bass in this uh, this band. He's a listener of the show. Um, Got a bunch of mutual friends in real life. Uh, Maybe have even met in real life at some point, but I'm not really sure. Uh, but yeah, so he submitted this. They released this uh, back in November of last year. 
Then we have got Bitter Branches with This May Hurt a Bit. This is a Philadelphia, Pennsylvania-based band that uh, I don't know shit about. Then we have got Super Crush uh, with their new record, Soto Pop. Uh, so far, they've only released one single off of this. Super Crush has been my favorite contemporary power pop, pop band for like the last, I don't know, four years, ever since they came on the scene. Uh, it's been a few years now, three years maybe. Um, this was sent in by Tully in Australia. Then we have got Crow Killer with their release Enslaved to One. This was sent in by a listener to the show who said um, they don't, that, that it's like a local band to them. They don't particularly love what they're doing, but uh, but they would like to hear our thoughts on it. They're on New Age Records. <laughs> Sounds like they're in the band, but they're hoping to avoid any heat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't think so, though. <laughs> um, then we've got Choke Chain with Chain Tactics. This is a one-person industrial project from La Crosse, Wisconsin. John Fett set this in, said that he's homie with, homies with whoever is doing this and that it might be something we would enjoy. Um, then we have got Your Disease with Desolation Syndrome. This is a crossover band from Cincinnati, Ohio. I think this features uh, a friend of mine, Chris Alsip, on vocals. He's a dude who, if you know anything about the Cincinnati scene, has been a fixture there for like the last 20 years, books a shit ton of shows and whatnot. I um, think this is his newest project. Then we have got Torture Tomb with Killing to See How It Feels. I think this is another Ryan Donahoe submission. Um, said that it is uh, Knuckle Dragon Caveman Death Metal that is not on uh, not on Maggot Stomp and evidently features uh, features members of Creeping Death and even Knocked Loose. Um, not it's weird. Knocked Loose is a band that I don't enjoy at all, but they have a bunch of associated bands that members are in that I enjoy a whole lot. So they evidently c- contain the capacity to write really fucking dope songs. Um, just not in that band, I guess. Yeah, that's that's not the that's not the breadwinner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, then we have got Nightwire with Final Sin from Baltimore, Maryland. They submitted uh, like a month ago, but we didn't get around to it. Um, self-submitted by the band said this was off of a planned release that uh, the recording sessions ended up getting cut short for because of COVID stuff. So they ended up just mixing down one of the scratch tracks they had and deciding to put out a little kind of proof of concept demo track. Then we have got Heavy Discipline, their new record on Painkiller. Painkiller, one of the best labels out in uh, in hardcore right now and has been for some time. And Heavy Discipline put out one of my favorite demos of last year. I have not listened to this new record yet, but I am very excited to do so. It's been making the rounds. I haven't listened to it yet either. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, that Heavy Discipline release from last year was like one of my fucking favorites, so I'm stoked to hear this. Uh, even if we don't get to it on the podcast tonight, I'm going to listen to it. And uh, then last, we have Emboscada with their demo. This, uh, this is a submission by the band from Argentina, and this just came out in August. So evidently, we got people that are listening in Argentina uh, regularly enough that they, you know, that yeah, they we, just We've had a few Argentinian bands on here, so... We have, but usually it's been submitted by uh, by listeners of the show that aren't in the bands or like aren't from uh, South America. So this, I think, this is our first. I think this is our first international submission from a band. So oh, I, I, I don't know. I think it is, man. I think it's our. I think it's our first international submission from Dude. a band. Someone actually in the band. But not okay. Okay, from someone in. Okay, I got. I got what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yes, from somebody in the band that's being submitted. But in the country where the band is from. But right. Not yes. In the country where the band is from. Yes. Yes. 
Um, so let's roll the dice. Okay. Um, ten. Okay, that is Emboscada. The band camp is Emboscada ZC. It is spelled E-M-B-O-S-C-A-D-A-Z-C.bandcamp.com. As I said, Argentinian-based. This is uh, brand new. just came out on August 13th. It is a two-song demo that uh, contains less than uh, two minutes total of music. So let's just listen to both of the songs. It seems to make sense. Okay, so we're going to listen to No and Dejados de Lado. So we just listened to both songs off of the first demo of the band Emboscada from Argentina. Oh, fuck. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. The hogs are out. Uh, I tell you what, that that brings a smile to my face. You don't hear that kind of din up here in the country. Yeah, um, I'm very lucky. Yeah. Um, all right, Nate, what, what did you think about that? Um, I'm kind of on the fence about it. Um it was, you know, pretty stripped down street punk, especially the, I like the second song better. Um, yeah. the first song didn't feel like there was very much of anything there. Um, mm-hmm. street, street punk and just sort of maybe a stripped down, like oi influence. It's basically just, you know, like, and, 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 and some like, you know, basically, um, you know, just like British punk. Right. Um, and it, it, uh, it was okay. Um, the vocalist, the vocal recording, I don't know if the first of the first song, it, it, it kind of reminded me of El Brujo from, uh, well, Juan, Juan Brujo from fucking Brujeria. It just yeah. sounded like multiple vocal tracks and a little bit of reverb or something on it mm-hmm. um, all together. That was, that was interesting. I like that. Um, musically, it was pretty good, but it was like my first punk band, sort of like punk, you know? For sure, yeah. Um, and uh, it wasn't terrible. It just... It uh, it lacked the the um, 
I would say finesse and refinement that I have grown to look for in my punk rock and hardcore. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you said it's it's basically my my first punk band. Uh, that's exactly what I was gonna say, right? This is um, it's very it very much sounds like the band that like some seventeen and eighteen year old kids would start if it was their first go. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 playing is not awful; it's passable. Um, but the songwriting is uh, not super tight and not super innovative. I don't need, I, as we've said many times, I don't need a lot of innovation um, within my punk and hardcore, but I do need something to be at least interesting or ripping. Um, unfortunately, I don't think this was either of those things. Uh, I'm not saying the potential for it to get there doesn't exist because, as I said, the playing was not the worst thing I've ever heard. It was perfectly competent. But yeah, there, this I think this landed a little too close to like uh, like mm, late '90s, early 2000s street punk for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, which that wave of stuff was interesting to me when I was 12, 13 years old. But now, like, man, if I hear a song with "whoa" in it, I'm pretty much out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That, that, that is just a quality in my in my uh, punk. That, unless uh, it's like want. the first generation of bands that did that, right? Exactly, right. Um, but you know, you know, I see in the tags down there skate rock, which I you know sure. I can only assume that you're pulling from kind of West Coast stuff. Um, and that shit, like I said, even that is a lot of that's fucking hit or miss for me. I mean, if you're pulling from the the epifat world. You know, that's just outside my purview. I never liked the vast majority of that shit. I never really liked fucking Pennywise or any of that kind of stuff. In the yeah. first song, especially, I, I could hear I could hear some notes of that West Coast shit, especially in the OOOs, um, and it just doesn't do it for me. The second song was definitely better. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think this just in general has a long way to go. I'm not dissing it super hard, but, like, this just sounds like the first demo of some young kids. That's, that's Yeah, it's just really it's, say, it's, it's a work in progress. It's See, it doesn't draw my ire because it's not trying to be something it can't be, and it's not, it's not right. coming off as, like, overly slick or anything. I will say that I really like the artwork here. I like the color scheme and the artwork a lot. Yeah, yeah, I was going to mention that, too. The artwork, artwork is rad. Uh, Tomas Spicoli did that, and it is uh, quite good. Yeah. Um, also it says, uh, Arte de, Arte de Tapa, which I hope that doesn't mean tape artwork because please do not put, please do not just waste the plastic to put a 58 second song and a 49 second song on a tape. Just save it. You know yeah, what I'm don't saying? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Just save it up. The artwork is sick. Use it for the next release. Write five songs, five or six songs, uh, you know, get a little bit better, then use that tape artwork because it's sick and then don't waste, don't waste the plastic, you know? Yeah. Like that, those petrochemicals are frankly better off being spilled into the ocean. (laughs) Indeed. So, uh, so yeah, I don't have much more to say about Emboscada, you know, keep it up. Uh, hopefully the next effort will be better. Refine your approach a little bit, hone the songwriting a little bit more. Focus on uh, focus on on just ripping a little bit harder, and uh, yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, even just picking up the tempo and like yep. putting a bit more, bit more of a sharper edge. You, you, that second song, especially if the, if the tempo were faster and it was just a bit sharper, you mm-hmm. wouldn't have to do very much at all to it. For sure. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, let's roll the dice. All right, two. Okay, two is Bitter Branches. The Bandcamp is bitterbranches.bandcamp.com. The record is This May Hurt a Bit. They are from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
uh, let's see here. It says they've, they've got, they've gotten like an about me section. Bitter branches consists of veterans from the nineties punk hardcore scene, having served time in Cal cavalry, dead guy, go for the throat, lighten up, kiss it. Goodbye. No escape. The curse and walleye. Oh, so we, we got kind of a, a mixed, uh, we got a mixed vibe going on here it's, because it's the, uh, it's the, um, it's uh, some of the family, some members of the family tree we've been discussing lately, maybe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it very well might be. Um, so like, yeah, you know, you hear kiss it goodbye, dead guy. Um, you assume, well, this is going to rip. But, you know, we just did our Rorschach family tree uh, series for uh, Patreon and we were proven wrong. <laughs> well, look at this. Tim Singer's on voice. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, damn. Is this... <sighs> Is this the band that put out some stuff um, a while back? You no, know, because I feel like Tim was in another band that was pretty fucking dope. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of it right now, but it wasn't this band. Uh, it was Process Black. Yep, yep. Yeah, Process Black was really good. So, uh, okay, that's that's promising. Um, I don't I don't recognize the other names off the top of my head. Uh, I might punch them in the discogs while we're listening to this. Um first song is six and a half minutes long <laughs> well which uh, one loads off the top uh the first the, one the first one the six and a half minute long song yeah uh, well, this might hurt a bit but we can go for it all right let's fucking do it. i mean i love tim singer's lyrics i love his vocals and i mean shit we in the patreon episode we listened to a fucking what seven minute long kiss a goodbye track yeah, it doesn't. It, yeah, but sick day doesn't feel like seven seven forty or whatever it is. Yeah, it doesn't. But what I'm saying is, the man has already established that he can exist within a song that is seven plus minutes long that kicks That's ass. So written by most of Rorschach. So sure, sure. So we'll just uh, we'll see. We'll see if he can pull it off in this one. So buckle in, listeners. We're gonna listen to all six minutes and twenty two seconds of Oil of Snakes by Bitter Branches. All right.
right, we just heard the song Oil of Snakes by the band Bitter Branches off of their release, This May Hurt a Bit. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, I'll check the rest of that out. Um, mm-hmm. It, uh, I mean, it's what you expect from Tim Singer. Um, yep. If you ever wondered what, uh, I guess, uh, <laughs> Dead Guy or Rorschach, I mean, Dead Guy or Kiss a Goodbye would sound like if they were um, East Coast post, post-punk or hardcore, post-hardcore bands. Yeah. Um, this is it. It's funny the way the the songwriting and the music, the musicianship took it from being a little less just outright fury mm-hmm. uh, in the song and, 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 and uh, that you might hear on like a dead guy song or a kiss a goodbye song and made it a bit more um, plaintive and mournful. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I like that well enough. Um, I'll check out the rest of it. It was not, um, it was not the normal, like, really heavy noisy affair that I typically associate that vocalist with. Um, and I think that probably if it, if he wasn't on that track, mm-hmm. I probably would have kind of tuned out like three minutes in. Um, but you know, he's one of my favorite vocalists in hardcore, um, of yeah. all time. So I felt like for me anyway, it really carried it. No, for sure. I was going to say the, musician, the, the, the instrumentation was really good and like all that sort of stuff. I mean, you know, the, the music was of, of a high caliber and coming from an experienced place, they knew what they were going for. This wasn't, um, this wasn't so to speak, like, uh, just sort of like testing out the waters and seeing what, what sticks, like they knew what they were going for, it seems. Yeah. But I don't listen to a lot of music that sounds like this per se. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think, I think you, you summed it up pretty well there. Uh, everything was, I mean, there are a lot of well-oiled parts here um, operating together to create a pretty slick uh, and fully realized end result. For me, Tim Singer was definitely the glue that held it together in terms of keeping my intention for the entire six and a half minutes, because as you already stated, in my opinion, one of the best hardcore vocalists of all time, certainly one of my favorites of all time. I love the dude's lyricism. I love his delivery. I love how his fucking voice sounds. Like I love everything about the dude's uh, vocal presence. So yeah, I mean... It, it would have required either him or somebody approaching his caliber to keep me as interested as I was in this track. Um, but, uh, I mean, their tags at the bottom just go to support your theory that they knew what they were going for and they arrived at it. You know, they're tagged Atomic Action, AMREP, Discord. And this is basically the exact middle ground between a lot of the discographies of those three labels. Oh, sure. Um, like, I, I was thinking, like, right away, especially early on in the song, like, huh, I wonder what would it sound like if Tim Singer sang in a band with members from, like, Swizz and Grey Matter. Totally, dude. Like, er, especially when the fir- when the song first started out, Swizz was kind of the first thing I heard. Yeah. I was like, okay, there's definitely some, like, Swizz guitar parts in this. Um, as it progressed, it got a little bit more spacey um and uh and entered into some some other some other corners of the discord catalog but like it sat pretty tidily in that era of like post-hardcore and noise rock and i think it found a pretty healthy middle ground between all three of the labels that they stayed down there in their tags yeah Um, but yeah it was pretty good but overall tim singer keeps it incredibly fucking interesting and makes me want to listen to the rest of this if only to just like you know, read his lyrics and uh, hear his vocal delivery. But yeah, these are dudes who know what they're doing. And if this is your lane, then you're uh, you're probably very fucking psyched about this release. Um, and if you like Tim Singer, then you're probably at least a little bit psyched about this release. So yeah, this was a yeah. pleasant surprise. Uh, this was sent in by Granger Hamilton. He's a, a Patreon subscriber and a self-described resident Discord shitter. 
Um, so uh, he also submitted a rash, but yo, we already we already listened to that and it already already determined that it kicks ass. Um, so yeah, two good two good submissions. One we already liked, and another one that uh, proved to be pretty interesting and has definitely caught my attention enough to to get me listen to the rest of this after the episode. So uh, thanks to Granger for the submission. This was pretty solid, and I always like hearing Tim doing new shit and uh, like the fact that he sounds just as good as he's ever sounded. So yo, and shout out to like not losing the fucking. The, the fucking edge, you know what I mean? Like not, uh, yeah. n- not, not like trying to put the anger on a bit more of like a back burner and a simmer and trying to sound more reasonable in your music. Um, right. Yeah. Just, I st- still come at it like a fucking fury. Yep, for sure. I mean, yo, opening up the open up the song with "I've got a theory." Let's put some bullets in this gun. That's that's what I would expect from Tim, Tim Singer, and he did not uh, not disappoint. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and hopefully, uh, if we can ever see live music again, um, without feeling like, uh, we're living in an insane fucking alternate universe. Um, you know, I get to see this band live. Yeah, for sure. I, this, this I, is a, I, band, I, I this would a band I would travel. I, I, I'd, I'd go to like Chicago or something to see this band. For sure. This is a band I would try to book at the house for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was solid. Let's, uh, Let's keep it moving. Let's let's roll the dice and, and see what's up next. All right. Six. Okay. Six is Torture Tomb, Killing to See How It Feels. This is a band from Denton, Texas. Um, let me make sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Death Metal from Texas slash Kentucky. So I guess maybe most of the guitarists are based, or most of the members are based out of Texas. And then somebody, whoever is in Knocked Loose that's playing in this is probably the Kentucky half of that band. Hmm. Um. Uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure this was a submission from Ryan Donahue, who's been sending in a ton of stuff lately, and uh, most of it has been pretty fucking good. Uh, so we'll see if this, you know, this continues that trend. The artwork um, is, is fucking dope. The artwork is really, really good. Um, layout by or cover 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 illustration by Constantine Kopax. I feel like I've seen this person's art on like Instagram. Um, yeah, it's really, really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, it's a three song three song release. All the songs clock in at just over three minutes long which i like to see um let's just uh let's just listen to the first first and title track so we'll we're gonna listen to killing to see how it feels off of the release of the same name by torture tomb all right
Okay, we just heard Killing to See How It Feels off of the release of the same name by the band Torture Tomb. And uh, I'm going to go first on this because sure. because <laughs> oh, they almost got me. They almost tricked me. This is cleverly disguised metalcore. I was going to say, this is awfully fucking slammy. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is... Cl- you guys think you're cunning, but you weren't cunning enough to trick the trickster. Trick the master of tricksters himself. I know your fucking ruse, and I see right through it. Um, so when it first came in, I thought, hmm, this kind of sounds like a deathcore breakdown. It's like it's tuned a little bit low. Um, and then when you got to about a minute and 20 seconds, you caught my attention again with the riff that came in. Mm-hmm. But then transitioned into that like really weak Melodeth riff that sounded, it just sounded like undying or something. And then mixed with the opening like Death Corey slam and then that, I was just like, wait, no, this is metalcore with all of the aesthetic hallmarks, hallmarks of death metal. They got the fucking production right. They got the vocals right. The vocals sounded the vocals good. Sounded good. The production was beefy as fuck. Yeah, the the production was great. Um, the artwork is fucking awesome. But you didn't trick me. You didn't you know, trick. Me. There is a tell on the artwork though. Okay, what is it? Look at the fucking band logo above the uh, hand drawn uh, demon. Uh huh. Yeah, that's. I don't know, man. That's that's kind of a tell. That's a pretty slick hand drawn. That's a pretty slick logo there. Yeah. Um, like moldy, to, moldy, like moldy fucking death metal that's on like tapes. You know what uh-huh. I mean? With hand drawn sort of artwork deserves a shitty hand drawn fucking like logo. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, the quality um, on that's a little high. It's suspiciously high. It's suspiciously high. It is, um, um, hyper symmetrical, um, mm-hmm. given the rest of the presentation. Right. Um, so that might be a bit of a tell there when you look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well now, now, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it was, yeah. it was staring me right in the face, but I didn't see it until I uncovered the whole fucking picture. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, but, but this was, like I said, this, this is a cunning disguise and, and I think that you'll trick a lot of people, but you didn't trick me. <laughs> um, it wasn't, you know, it, it, it wasn't terrible, but, I, I would be willing to bet even because this sounds like it was recorded to, t- to tape. I I would be willing to question that. I, I especially because this is a collaborative project between Texas and Kentucky, I would I really doubt unless they cut this before quarantine started or if they just you know like got together and recorded regardless of quarantine, which is entirely possible. Um, I'd be willing to bet this was done digitally and then like thrown through some digital preamps and filters and shit to make it sound like it was done to tape. I think this is all a cunning disguise. Um, and yeah, you, you didn't quite get it past me. I mean, this isn't the worst thing I ever heard, but if the production on this were like super slick, I would have not liked this probably very much at all. Um, but the, but like the one or two, okay. Riffs, the good vocals and the production and everything, it had me, it, it, it was convincing enough that I didn't absolutely hate this. Um, but yeah, this is, this is like, like I said, this is, I think this is metal core masquerading as uh, death metal. Yeah. It's just, it's just pleasant enough for me it, it, that, that 
yeah, I don't hate it. And I, ne- I, I wouldn't necessarily like feel bad about digging a few songs. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like, like, but this is, there's definitely a lot of fucking mesh shorts in this band. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. For a sure. Lot, right. I mean, th- yeah. th- that, that logo was custom made. Look at the lines, right? Look how it's uh-huh. like a, a fucking, it's like a rocker. That's, yeah. that's custom made to go down on near the fucking like lower half of the left leg of a pair of mesh shorts. 100%. Yes. Yes. Right? I could not have stated that the better. The way that's going to bend over the thigh. Um, that's custom made for that shit. Um, yep. Yeah. It wasn't. So I, when it first came in and that, that initial, like, like I said, it was kind of like, it's like slammy at first. I was like, Oh fuck. I was hoping for something that was a bit, a bit more true to form, a bit mm-hmm. more, um, I guess, uh, a bit shittier. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, like, yeah, like yeah. just like, like a bit more true to form in that like mold from the tomb style of death metal. And yeah, about halfway through, there was that riff that picked up maybe a minute in or so um, that picked up. But like right away, I was thinking, you know, this kind of reminds like, like the closest stuff I listen to a lot of like, like deathcore, which this should give you a clue that I don't fucking listen to deathcore at all. Right. Um, and like slam type death metal mm-hmm. is basically suffocation. Right. And I only listen to suffocation up through like m- m- some songs on the enemy of the sun EP, mm-hmm. um, you know, human waste fucking rips Pierce from within is a fucking dope record. So good. But I don't give a shit about anything that sounds like anything that, that they're playing after enemy of the sun. Yeah. Um, and that's as close as I get to listening to that sort of stuff. Right. Um, so I remember seeing, so this also reminded me of like uh, seeing Carcass a few years ago in Detroit and um, um, shit. I can't remember the name of the band now, right? Now. Black Dahlia Murder. No, not Black Dahlia. I've seen Black Dahlia. You would think, right? They probably did play that. I just have seen them so many fucking times. Yeah. The first- I was just, I was just thinking of the, like the shitty, like faux Gothenburg riff that came oh, in like halfway yeah, through yeah, this. Yeah. It yeah, like, yeah. Totally yeah. Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And, and like, man, that is a fucking, um, that's a flavor whose time has come and gone. Right. Yeah, for sure. Man. Yeah. I mean, there was a time, there was a time when, uh, you know, the hoity-toity around the world feasted on pheasant stuffed with hard-boiled quail eggs, and you know, <laughs> underneath glass with simmering, you know, simmering lamb chops surrounding it, and and, and rich gravies. And uh, nobody's eating that bullshit anymore. Um, <laughs> nobody's fucking listening to the Gothenburg shit anymore. That, right? It, it's it's fucking goof goof. Um, but no, it was. Um, I think the singer's dead now. He committed suicide or some shit like that. Suicide silence. Um, oh yeah 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 yeah. And like we saw, and, and like Carcass played before Suicide Silence, mm-hmm. um, which was fine because then we could leave. Um, but people were like leaving after Carcass. Like, no, no, pardon me. Suicide Silence played before Carcass, so we couldn't leave. And I had to be subjected to that. I got it backwards. Mm-hmm. But people were leaving after Suicide Silence. Yeah. Yep. I was like, what the fuck are you guys? I guess you guys are posers, huh? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying these dudes are posers. I'm just saying this is not necessarily under my my typical uh foray into death metal um for sure it uh it looks good yeah it, uh, it looks good it sounded good the production was good and beefy and it was a mm-hmm. nice take on it but honestly when you hear like you know all i know of not of knock loose is like the couple times that i've 
inadvertently seen them live right um, and or like heard them live as i was in another room mm-hmm. and i mean if i if i hear knock loose and death metal i assume that there's going to be a good amount of that shit in it right for sure for sure um and there was <laughs> you know like i said uh this was fine though i didn't hate it and uh i think that i think that you will successfully bamboozle a lot of kids into thinking that this is like true died in the wool death metal stuff um we pulled the mask back and peeked behind a little bit and we see that oz is just a small man cranking on levers and pulleys but that's in okay. mesh shorts in mesh shorts right <laughs> a little man in mesh shorts yeah. um but uh, but that's okay. You'll 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 get this by many people. It'll slip through the cracks, and I'm sure people will dig it a lot. And that said, for all all my roasting uh, aside, it was it was perfectly competent. I didn't mind this at all. I'll probably listen to the rest of the tape. It's only two more songs just to see what it's about. Um, and you know, I I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't necessarily walk out of the room if this band was playing. I'd probably stick around and see what was up. So I'd stick around for a 15 to 18 minute set, sure. not a minute more. Yeah. Um, and I would much prefer to see it like on the floor in a small venue or in a basement in like yes. what I would consider like real conditions For as sure. opposed to on a fucking stage with a back line and a bunch of monitors and like, you know, a bunch of fucking floor space. Yeah. I want this with the least live production value possible. Yep. Um, all right. On that note, let's roll the dice. Six again. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, six is Nightwire. They uh, they resubmitted their stuff, so uh, yeah, they made it in. Good for y'all. Lucky you. <laughs> um, so it is nightwirebmore.bandcamp.com. The song is Final Sin. As I said at the top of the episode, it's just one track off of a release that ended up not getting recorded, so it's just scratch tracks. Uh, it's essentially amounts to being a demo. Um, so, uh, so let's listen to it. They are self-described noise punk. We will see if they, uh, if they, if they meet, if they meet that description. So we're going to listen to Final Sin by Nightwire.
right, we just heard the song Final Sin by Nightwire from Baltimore, Maryland. Nate, what'd you think of that? Um, that wasn't too bad. I didn't find that main riff for most of the song very interesting, and I thought that it was that kind of made the song kind of long-winded. Mm-hmm. Um, I found I thought also thought like I felt like the vocals should have a bit more fucking fire under them than they did. Um, but all told, there were a lot of elements in there that I gen- I generally like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so given that it's like a scratch track, you know, fine. I- I'm interested in hearing more. Um, I just like to hear it as always rip a little bit more than it does. Um, all the, all the sort of like extemporaneous, uh, elements beyond just the instrumentation, um, I think had a lot of potential to add to it, but like I said, it, the, the, it didn't, the, the, the song itself didn't catch my ear until like the last 40 seconds, basically around like the 150 mark. Um, there was like, you know, a change, the, 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 there was a bit of a chord change there and stuff. And it sounded, it, that's when it caught my ear. Um, I felt like the first, like, you know, minute to minute and a half to minute 50 was just kind of, I was, I was m- more interested in hearing all the other sounds that were going on than the actual instruments in the song. Yeah, that's, that's a fair assessment. Um, yeah, the, the, the meat of the song, I guess, could have been a little bit more compelling uh, when they did shift it up there towards like you know about a minute and a half in it did become more uh, sonically interesting for sure um, you know that said I think there's a I think there's a good song buried in here for sure they were very forthcoming about the fact that this is like less than a demo you know what I mean it's yeah, basically yeah. A, a scratch track for something that they were working on that they decided to just kind of mix down to the best of their abilities and, and put out into the world so you know I'm obviously taking that into consideration I think this song fully realized uh, with much better production Mm -hmm. um, and maybe some more attention paid to like song structure and like um, honing it and, and refocusing your efforts with it and like boiling it down to the crucial components of the song would definitely, I think there's a really good song in here for sure. Yeah. Um, I I feel like me interested to hear more, you know? Yeah. I feel like, like I said, for the, for, for a good more than half of the song, um, mm-hmm. I felt like the song actually was taking a back seat to all the other stuff that was laid over it. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I don't think, I don't think that's the way you want to go. Um, nah, you don't want the noise elements to supersede the song elements, you know? No. And I felt like I, yeah, I just felt like there needed to be a bit more fucking fire. It needed to rip more. There needed to be a bit more fucking fire under, under pretty much every aspect of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, uh, what it's going for is, is something I generally enjoy. You know, I mean, it's post-punk infused hardcore or hardcore infused post-punk, however you want to look at it, um, which is something that I, I typically enjoy quite a lot. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this just needs more refinement. And obviously, like, you know, you need more resources at your disposal to make this sound good. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as the audio fidelity goes. Um, but I'm interested to hear more. So, yeah, there you you know what I mean? That's that's about the best thing I can say say about it under the circumstances is that I, I think that there's a shit ton of potential buried in what I just heard and there were aspects of it that I liked a lot. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. All let's, right. Uh, let's roll the dice at least one more time. I think we have like an absurd amount of calls. So like, let's not tackle all of them tonight, but let's let's get yeah. through. We still have like three time. left from last week too. Yeah, dude. We people have been calling in a lot, and you, you guys, dude. I'm looking at the song or the the uh, the call, the average call times. You gotta you gotta rein it in. We'll we'll address that when we get to it. But you, dude, you, you gotta get you to the fucking to, point. 
Yeah, you guys are fucking rambling at this point. Um, <laughs> all right, let's uh, yeah, let's roll the dice one more time. All right, four. All right, one, two, three, four. Okay, four is Choke Chain. The Bandcamp is chokechain.bandcamp.com. The release is Chain Tactics. This is industrial from La Crosse, Wisconsin. As I said at the top of the episode, submitted by John Fett, said they are a friend of his, and it is, uh, yes, industrial industrial stuff, I guess, just a one-person project. I don't know anything else about it. I think the, the artwork is really sick. I like it a lot. Yeah, um, there's a picture of him uh, standing in front of a building there. Indeed. He looks uh, like a kind of a fucking goofball. Yeah, he's got a phantom limb shirt on. He's got his transitions um, lenses glasses on. He, he does Dude, indeed. I, I had an early pair of those when I was in high school when that technology was new. Yeah. And between that and my like fucking like football helmet hair mullet, yeah. I look like Roy fucking Orbison, like a white trash Roy Orbison all the time everywhere <laughs> I went. Because the glasses never ever, like they never, as tinted as they are in that picture on the fellow from Choke Chain. Yeah. That's all the lighter they ever got. <laughs> they, so they would be like, in in outside in the sun, they would be fully fucking black, and then like inside in classrooms, um, that's all the lighter they ever got, even at night. And uh, I got a lot of shit for them. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that you probably fucking did. Yeah. So um, I can't like like now whenever I see transitions glasses on people, I just think what a fucking loser. Because you're projecting your own memory of yourself onto them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word. Uh, okay, cool. So uh, so let's hop into this and see if this guy is indeed a loser. Um, we are going to listen to Grave by Choke Chain off of their release, Chain Tactics.
feet and things like that, but no heads. All right, we just heard the song Grave by Choke Chain off of their release Chain Tactics. Nate, how'd you feel about it? That grew on me as it went. Um, it was not what I was expecting given just sort of like my presumptions going in, um, mm-hmm. especially looking at like the the the... the 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 logo and like the artwork and everything like that i was yeah. expecting something a lot more harsher i was not expecting basically like just actually dance music right um like you know like i don't know this this sounded like it came out of the fucking 80s yeah. um which i was into and it grew on me um at first when it came in i said i thought to myself and i, st- I started laughing this sounds like a tim and eric sketch <laughs> okay I, like it just sounded like like a dark weird tim and eric sketch like bubbubs or something like right, that. right right yeah, yeah i could right? see that for sure yeah um but as it went i liked it more and more and uh, i gotta say that uh this was not bad yeah i actually i loved i fucking loved this yeah um a lot a lot yeah. a lot actually um but i like a lot of music that sounds like this so you know this is my shit um you know, this was very reminiscent of the late '80s, early '90s wax tracks stuff. Mm. Uh, this this made me want to go dig out my my skinny puppy Last Rites World Tour 1992 shirt. Um, you know, this this definitely had elements of skinny puppy. It had elements of Ministry before they they had more overt metal influence. Nine um, Inch this, Nails before they kind of broke and everything. For sure, for sure. Uh, you know, elements of Front 242, uh, Frontline Assembly pig all that kind of stuff um mm-hmm. are present in this for sure uh and i and i loved every second of, of of it there is nothing that i didn't like about this this is probably one of my favorite tracks i've heard this year i want to listen to the rest of this like immediately I've, yeah i love this i anytime that somebody like nails this subgenre of industrial i am fucking hype on it i love it um, right and, so and, and, I'm, I'm stoked yeah and they didn't try to like they didn't try to overdo it right they no. kept it fucking simple, right? Super minimal, yeah. Super minimal, and 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 that's what made it stand out to me. Uh, as far you know, like there's other stuff that we've heard that is it's sort of in this vein, mm-hmm. um, but it's a lot more modern sounding. It's a lot more, I guess. There's a lot more. Um, there's a lot more elements to it. Yeah. And but like I said, this sounded like it just came out of like 1987. Right, for sure. Well, and it looks like Homeboy used all analog stuff. He's got an MPC Live, Electron Digitone, Waldorf uh, Blowfield, Behringer MS1, and a Rollin JD XI. So, like, it's it looks like it's all analog gear. So he's 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 being as true to form on this stuff as he possibly can be. Um, and he looks like a huge nerd. So the yeah, fact I was gonna he, say he he looks like an absolute fucking goon. So you know that he knows what he's doing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, I, I loved this, man. I can't, I can't say enough good things about this. I was, I loved every second of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I mean, I was, I was kind of hoping that there would be some sort of physical format, but there's not. But that's fine. Um, this tapes looks coming to be their... soon on uh, tapes coming soon on Reclusion. Oh, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I'll pick this up as soon as humanly possible. Uh, this looks to be their first release too, so that's that's a very, very fucking strong introduction. Well, there's Chain Tactics. It came out in 2020, like the same month. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what we're listening to? Yes. Yeah, that's what we're and listening then, to. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, never mind. I was just kind of like not paying attention to what was going on in the side there with the discography, but it's just like a single version of this thing with Grave. Yeah. Uh, grave, yeah. Yeah, it looks okay. like, a re- like a remix of the track. Yeah. 
um, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Can't, you know, I, I, I won't gush about it anymore. I'm going to probably listen to the rest of that the second I, uh, I get done turning this off or get done recording this and, uh, and have to, you know, before I have to go edit it and get it up online, I'm going to take, you know, eight minutes of my life to listen to the rest of that. So, yeah, this was dope. Is this the first thing that John submitted that we didn't like half shit on or fully shit on? Yes. Yes. All I right. believe so. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Good job, John. You, you nailed it. You knocked it out of the park this time. <laughs> um, so on that note, I guess let's uh, let's pivot to voicemails. Um, I'm like not actually excited about it this week just because I've no, I've gotten so many notifications on my phone over the last week of people leaving voicemails and it's those same familiar numbers that keep popping up. Um, well, and, 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 you know, we need to um, be aware that we're not under any obligation to answer them uh, to like, you know. Yeah, I mean, no, we're not. We're certainly not. Um, but I figure we might as well give it a shot. You know what I yeah, mean? Sure. <laughs> since since we put the, we put the number out there in the first place, and we encourage people to call in. I guess I just like I always expect too much of people, especially like given the fact that like a lot of our core demographic, like I make jokes about it, but they are like legit autistic as fuck. Um, so like, it's their I, I, I don't know. Is, is that your professional diagnosis? Did they, did they like, were you presented with some sort of like, um, you know, like paperwork to sort of like prove that? Or, or is this just, you know, cause it really seems like, uh, it's quite fashionable to declare, to declare yourself autistic on the internet. Okay, well, I, I can sniff out my own, all right? Uh, fucking- uh, My point, exactly. <laughs> Yo, my mom has suspected that I've been autistic my entire life. She just didn't get me tested for it. Right, um, so uh, it's, it's, it is, uh, self-diagnosis is um, uh, in vogue right now. Um, it, is it's all been I'm saying. Because every, every, everybody wants to see, see, I think, okay. Go on. I'm gonna walk up to a line right here, and I might actually—I might have actually already crossed it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, the the spectrum of autism, right? Right. And the uh, the uh, I guess idiosyncrasies of personality that we sort of like attribute to that spectrum. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, you know, I have like a, a little cousin. I guess, you know, what the, what the hell is like, what, what do you call the son of a cousin? Right. <laughs> I think that that is a cousin. That's just right. a second. It's a second cousin, right? Yeah. Well, I'm referred to as uncle Nate, but whatever. Okay. Um, you like diagnose for sure. Right. Right. High functioning little dude is little dude's a, a little gargantua. He's like five years old. And I think he's like, he's, you know, like four feet tall or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a little baby gargantua, super, um, hyper intelligent, but he was very, he didn't talk until like very late. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, anyway, you know, definitely diagnosed, definitely like, you know, going to like, you know, I guess like, um, schooling and education that's like directed towards his, the idiosyncrasies of his diagnosis. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So here, Here's where I'm going to kind of like swim in some murky waters here. <laughs> I can't wait. I think that people like to think they're autistic, but they're just shitty and weird. 
That's that's entirely possible. Yeah, you know, for like sure. you and I have talked about that for sure. You know, and there are plenty of people that just like can't get past the the, the fact that like you um, are basically a, a spawn of the internet, right? Um, with very very little uh, like actual um, forged in fire, tested in the fucking wild, like social skills, and yeah. um, because you're such a, a fucking douchebag. Um, you just sort of like chalk it up to autism after doing some fucking internet reading. That's um, entirely possible. Yes. Which to me is a slander on uh, what we call autism. And uh, it's fucking, uh, you know, Hey man, you're not autistic. You're just a fucking douchebag. You're just a fucking weirdo. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. That's, in, that's entirely possible. You know what um, I mean? Oh, look how weird you are. You like to fucking read Harry Potter and wear, wear fucking round glasses and cosplay. You must be autistic. You know what I mean? Like, Oh wow. Look, you like fucking horror movies and like consider yourself hyper intelligent about stupid shit that no one gives two fucking shits about. You must be autistic. Hey, look <laughs> at you. You like anime and listen to fucking anime music. You must be autistic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that there's definitely some vil- some validity to that position, uh, for sure. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because the end result is just that whether or not they are pathological or not, many of our listeners are weird and stunted enough that they, you know, whether it's from autism or just being fucking morons, they right. don't have the ability to like self-censor. Um, yeah. And like understand like what an appropriate way to interact with a voice machine, a voice like a voicemail line is. So they just leave two and a half minute long rambling messages, sometimes one after the other, four times in a fucking row. Yeah. Uh, so whatever the causality, uh, the end result is the fucking same. So would so, you rather have three two minute voicemail messages or one six minute? I'd rather have neither, man. <laughs> but we've got a lot this week, dude. I, okay, so between, like, we we can't punish the listeners with, with all of this. Because let's see, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, yeah, 14, it, 15, 16. And, it, and 12 of them are just since Monday of this week. So I think that it, it, it basically, um, it it's like... Um, well, it's, 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 that's not the point of this show. Should we just do like a bonus episode where it's like a voicemail roundup? I think, or, or just like a live call-in show, a pre-recorded live call-in show. Um, yeah, I, I want, <laughs> I want, I want to, cause I want to tackle these, but like, I mean, obviously like people can turn the episode off if they don't want to listen to the voicemail shit. You here's, know what, what, here's, what, like, here's what we do. Here's what we do. Okay. You get one. You get, you get one, one week. What? You get oh, one you, week. Like you get to call in. You get one call per week. Oh, yeah, you can leave us all you want, but we're only picking the first one that you fucking leave. <laughs> well, but see, now that presents a different issue because then if there's continuity between the other ones. Hey, you know what? Compose your thoughts before you call in, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm for. I mean, I'm definitely like, like for if, that. If I'm, call, if I'm calling somebody, right? Yeah. Unless it's like, you know my dad or something like that. But like, let's say, let's say I'm calling somebody, um, I don't know, a restaurant with an order, right? Mm-hmm. I know what yeah. I'm fucking ordering. For sure. Yeah. Hey, yo, I'll have, uh, 
I'll have the dragon roll and uh, the uh, Shirashi. Um, yep. Okay. I'll be there in 15 minutes. That's it. That's all longer the call has to be. I'm not right. looking at the menu while I'm calling. I know what I'm going to fucking say. So know what you're going to say, mm-hmm. right? Get it out of the way. You get one a week. We're only going to pick one. You can call us a hundred times, but we're only going to pick the first one. And so if you miss your fucking, if you miss your shot in that first call, I don't mm-hmm. even care if the call is dropped and it's 10 seconds long, right? <laughs> That's the one you get. Okay. Well, <laughs> I would, I would like to at least get through like what we have and then we can implement that rule moving forward. Cause here's my theory too, is I think that we have empowered these people to feel like this is their opportunity to test their fucking open mic material too much. You know what I'm saying? Like they feel like they're going to call and do all their little bits that they've thought up in their head. Cause usually, you know, friend groups, they always want to be like, Oh, my life, a movie fam. Or they always want to be like, yeah, you know, we're, (laughs) we're, we're so dude, we're so funny. Like I wish a camera would follow us around, man. Like we, our bits are so good. We could have a show. Yo. Well, now now we're super accessible, so they feel like, oh, we can have a show through these other dudes' show. You know what I'm saying? Two of my... Okay, I, I see what you're saying. Okay, I see what you're saying. But then that means that, yo, if you're going to fucking come come at us, you better come with your best fucking material in, in no more than 90 seconds, right up right. the top. Agreed. Right? I'm not, we're not, you know, we're not sitting there, you know, at a stage. You come out and uh, you fucking, you know stumble fuck through two minutes or something. And then you walk off stage and we're like, well, what the fuck was that? And you come back. Oh, Hey, by the way, I forgot. No, you had your shot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I laughed because two of my favorite, like recent, like popular slang terms that are, I think probably on the back end of their career right now, because, you know, slang terms have a short shelf life, um, yeah. especially with the internet nowadays are fam and King. King is King is great. King is great. They're so it's so fucking funny because anybody that you were describing as a king is definitely fucking not. Um, (laughs) Definitely not. Right. It's it's almost (laughs) like whenever I see somebody like you know say use that term when they're like you know referring to somebody or something like that, I can't help but picture it like sarcastically. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. like some guys like, Hey, yo, just letting you know, you don't have to be a derelict dad. Take your kids to school, love them, but you can still like all kinds of dope shit. And then like the reply will be like, you know, something like, yeah, King, you tell them. And- <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but read them. But like, yeah, King. You tell him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I love King for sure. Fam's been around for a grip. It's mostly it's mostly out of use, like in any serious way. I think it's mo- is, at this point. I think it's only used by like um, like meth smokers and ironic, ironically, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, Jesus Christ. And you know what? And before we get any kickback from this, um, I you can you can throw all the criticism that you want at our show about it, like. You know, say, oh, maybe, you know, you guys just fucking ramble on and on. Well, yeah, it's our fucking show. Start your own podcast. And people <laughs> yeah. aren't giving people aren't giving you five hundred dollars a month to listen to your ramble on. So we must be do so- doing something better than you are. 
Uh, or, or they're not doing anything at all. At all you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's quite easy to gather up, you know, 80, 80 or 90 roofs to give you like a few hundred bucks a month. I don't know. Um, but we're the ones who had the fortitude to sit down and actually do it for the last year. So we're not going to let you, let you monopolize, monopolize the airways with your half thought out fucking comedy bits. That's right. So you get one call. Okay. You get 90 seconds. Right. Okay. Yeah. I even say we cut it at 90 seconds. Right. It's like <laughs> you got to you got to crack the whip. You got to fucking crack the whip. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, because the minute we start, we the minute we start giving allowances and whatnot, people no. you t- give them a, give them an inch. They take a uh, take a mile. Give a fucking moose a cookie. You know what I'm saying? I, even even if it's like, I don't know, someone like from my fucking past that I haven't heard from forever. They, they got no way to get a hold of me, but they know that I do this <laughs> podcast and they call in, right? They got something really important to say. If they yeah. can't get it done in 90 seconds and it's a fucking gong show, man, I'm, I'm yeah. fucking ringing the gong. You're out. Okay. So, so let's just try, we'll implement that rule after this week because I don't want to, I don't want to like, I don't want to fucking, it have asked these people to adhere to a restriction that they didn't know was in place yet. You know, I think that would be unfair. I think, you know what? Life is unfair. I, I I think it's fine. Um, (laughs) you know, I mean, dude, rules change all the time and not everybody's fucking privy to them. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But you know what I mean? uh, They change all the fucking time, but let's, uh, I guess we'll soldier on. Um, and, uh, we'll, uh, We'll get through what we can. Yeah, we'll just get through as many as we can tonight. So let's uh, let's let's give it a shot. All right. Okay. So the Ethiopian food talk today reminded me from Micah, who heard from Adam Walker that he called it baby skin bread, which has since made it all the more delicious and delectable, especially when I'm eating it with food that it does not contain animal byproducts. <laughs> okay, baby skin bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. So I feel that's... like ba- I feel like baby skin would be um just as tender but fattier. Yeah, probably. Probably. It would probably be would be delicious. I I hey, I'm telling you what. I bet you could I, I just pull them pull them apart, right? You could probably mm-hmm. sous vide them for I don't know, 8 hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And reach into the pot and just pull the skeleton as one intact unit out of the fucking like rest of the baby. Yeah. Yeah. You probably could do just that. Um, I, I imagine you're correct. And just deglove the entire fucking baby skeleton. Dude, deglove the baby skeleton is a hell of a sense. <laughs> oh, maybe the, maybe the episode title. Um, okay. so, uh, <laughs> next, next up then we, we made it through that one pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. For sure. I think also moving forward to like, if, a, if, a if a message sucks, like we don't have to give it the time of day, you know what I mean? We could just be like, okay, that was nothing. Move on. Yeah. yeah. But that was a good message. That was from Grant. Uh, that was from the homie Grant. See, he, he, he knows what it is. He kept it fucking brief. I appreciate That's right. that. That's right. All right. Let's listen. Let's listen to the next one.
All right. Okay. That was a not well thought out bit. Um, that's, that's a perfect example of the thing I was just addressing, which is if there's no content there, we don't have to address it. So I think <laughs> I just move right the fuck on from that. Right, right, right. Um, let's, uh, let's hit the next one. Okay. All right. It's Fatty Hurst again. Um, I know three's a lot. Anyway. Um, yeah, I forgot to say that guy, Sinjin or whatever his name is. I don't know. He has like some weird name. But that eleven dollar donor motherfucker, you just let him know that his big money fucking big ball swinging motherfucking ass better watch out because he just got put to the top of the list of who we're gonna nom 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 on when we eat the rich, man. What a dumbass, man. Eleven dollars, really? Fucking anyway, his balls taste delicious. <laughs> okay. All right. So I guess I can't remember who our eleven dollar donor is, but um, but yeah, whoever that is, like, watch out because Fatty Hurst is gonna fucking roast you like a pig when the revolution comes. I guess. Yeah, he's gonna sous vide your ass and deglove your skeleton. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Next up. I'm a cowboy on a steel horse. I ride and I'm mounted. All right. All right. I can only assume that is the same person that uh, called in and sang us with arms wide open by Creed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, staying true to the original intent of the song. No, no goofing around. That's that right. was a no nonsense, no goof call. Yep. It was indeed. Um, okay. So now we've got two messages from the same number that both are over two minutes long. Yeah. I, we, I, I, like I said, I don't want to implement the rule yet. I think we just power through what we got and then moving forward, we stick to that, to that rule. Um, okay. I want to see what in the fuck this person could have to talk about for five fucking minutes. So let's go, I guess. With no one talking back to him. No one talking to you. To, bro, you talk to yourself for five straight minutes. I don't even talk to my fucking dad for five minutes, and that's with both of us talking back and forth. <laughs> no shit. All right, let's, let's listen. <laughs> one topic that I will just dig into or just a bunch of fucking other topics. I wish I had a fun bit or accent or I could talk about melons and, and uh, Olive Garden. But um, first off, why is the Bread Bowl thing such a big deal? I just listened to the most recent episode, and this guy made a big deal about Bread Bowls being, uh, being stupid. It's just, a, it's just a fucking dish. Anyways. Um, so I want to get into the fucking, I'm going to be the dead horse with Jet Jaguar. So you guys, I've probably listened to like 10 plus episodes. I'm, I'm working my way backwards right now, but I'm, I'm up to date. And when I was listening to the Jet Jaguar episode, you guys put it on and I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, I can fucking take this. And Nate just starts laughing uncontrollably. And I'm like, well, like, obviously he doesn't like this, but like, I can fucking get down with a little bit of it, you know? Growing up as, like, the last of the millennials, I listened to music that was specifically marketed to me, you know? I fucking, you know, grew up listening to Blink-182 and some 41. And then I was like, yeah, they don't like it. That's fine. Like, I can dig it. And then you guys started ripping on them. And I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> call him, like, we're going to shoot on site if you see you motherfuckers. Um, and I, I thought that was so funny. But then the guy, like, responded and was just like, you just need to, like, 
build us up. There's so much negativity. This is going to hurt our band. And I'm of the opinion that if you're a pussy, you should own up to being a pussy. You know, I was in a pop punk band in high school and we released an EP and half of it was about the same fucking X. That's pussy music. And if someone doesn't like it, that's fine because it's pussy music. And I made pussy music. So, I don't know. Dude just needs to fucking own up because obviously he has something that's going to do well for a specific demographic. And if two dudes that are grown men that live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, don't like it, that's fine. It just amazes me at, like, how butthurt you got about it. Just admit that you're a pussy and make your pussy music and enjoy playing your pussy music to pussy people. So, uh, you know, that's what I got. So, fucking cheers. Looking forward to listening to to more of your shit. And Okay, so that was actually a... uh... A salient two minutes and 46 seconds. Well, actually, it was two minutes and 36 because the first 10 seconds were silence. Yeah, indeed. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the the man thought out his points. At the very least, he had um, thoughts that were not just rambling, free association. There was actually a coherent sort of pattern and progression to what he had to say, which is appreciated. <laughs> I like how we're reviewing a call like we were <laughs> We are, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I guess the thing that strikes me about this is that, you know, you have the self-awareness um, to, uh, to you know, call the pop-punk music that you played in high school pussy music and, and accurately state that if people want to put themselves out there, they should be um, ready and willing to accept any sort of criticism or roasting that comes their way. But you don't have the self-awareness to not leave an almost three-minute voicemail um, on a podcast. So there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a disconnect there for me. But that said, it was I was pleasantly surprised by how cogent your statements were in general. Yeah. Um, as for the the bread bowl thing, you know, just Yo, a little, just a little humor. You're going to have all. to talk to one Larry Gargas about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's probably some deep seated shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it definitely know, sounds like it. Yeah. His, his mom's like, eat the fucking bread bowl, Larry. Eat the bread bowl. You don't go to bed unless you eat the fucking bowl. <laughs> and then he like wakes up the next morning and he's like, you're going to eat out of this bread bowl until you eat the whole thing. And like his morning cereal is served up in his soggy bread bowl. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it is for sure. Um, so the ne- I, I'm pretty sure this is an individual who reached out to me, who is, as he stated, a pretty new listener to the show, who's been kind of going back through episodes. I think this is the individual who said there are some names that he mentions in this episode or in this call that we're going to have to beep out because he realized in retrospect that it might actually put somebody's job in danger. Okay. Um, so I'm actually kind of excited to listen to this one. So, yeah. so let's uh, let's see what 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 he had to say for another two minutes. All right, so I had to call back. Um, I just started your 4th of July episode, and Nate and Gray, all the fucking the delinquent shit that you, you know, committed when you were children, uh, and that just prompted me to, to share the story of what happened the other day at work. So I am a landscaper around the Indianapolis area. Uh, I just do fucking odd jobs. I'll build patios. I'll fucking install sod. I'll make a privacy fence and shit, so I was at this job installing sod, and there was a stump, and the stump 
cannot be underneath the sod. It won't fucking grow. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to light this stump on fire and burn this fucker out of the ground. It's just kind of rotted. And, you know, that's what I did. My boss, you know, looks back, doesn't say too much. You know, she's like, all right, you know, he's doing his fucking thing. And my coworker, who is coincidentally my boss's brother and is a firefighter, decides to throw more fuel on the stump fire in this in this person's backyard, and it starts going everywhere, and there's sod that's caught on fire, and he's got it under control, you know, he, he stops it out, but then the fumes catch, like, five minutes later, and start burning down the street, and the gas can catches on fire, and my boss is just like, yeah, that's fine, it's a firefighter, he's got it under control, and it just made me stop, step back, and think, this is not a normal person's job. In any circumstance where you start a fire in someone's backyard on purpose, and then it starts burning down one of their trees, you're going to get fired. And here I am. I'm still making $18 an hour, living a fucking great life. I'm on my way to, you know, install some fun somewhere today. So I just wanted to share that. And uh, uh, fucking cheers, boys. Okay. Some very haphazard worksite you just I'm described. I'm telling you what, they're getting fucking turnt on the worksite, aren't they? Yeah, that actually sounds fucking sick, dude. Yeah. Um, I do, I can see why you would want us to bleep out the names of your boss and coworker, though, that uh, it does sound like you are liable for some damages or something there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. ho- hopefully, hopefully, uh, Gray remembers to do that. Yeah, I, I will remember. Don't worry. Um, and then, uh, okay, so the next call we have is only 15 seconds long. So that's perfect. that's perfect. Let's let's listen. Gentlemen, quick question. This is a debate I had going on earlier with my ex. What is a better vessel for the glizzy? Corn dog or hot dog? For me, corn dog. That's because I'm not oatmeal brand. Bye. Okay, so Nate, are you familiar with glizzy as a slang term to describe hot dogs? No, I'm not actually. Um, so, I uh, see because the term hot dog in itself is is a slang term. That's true. Um, it's a so uh, I, 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 where did the term glizzy come from? Well, glizzy, or, I mean, glizzy, like within the context of rap and shit, is like slang for a Glock or a handgun. You know? What yeah. I mean? So I've, in some subsects of like Eastern street dialect, glizzy at some point metamorphed uh, to mean hot dog. I don't know at what point that occurred, um, but it's seen recent proliferation via internet memes in which, uh, you know, people will record like, like a kid recorded his dad, like going in on a hot dog saying that he was throating the glizzy. Um, <laughs> I, I have to say, I do like this term. <laughs> yeah. I throat the glizzy is a great fucking phrase. And then the best thing to come out of it was somebody posted uh, a series of pictures of Obama eating hot dogs saying, damn, oh, there, no president could throat the glizzy like Obama. And then somebody else said, yeah, Trump could never throat the glizzy like that. Um, and then a Trump supporter responded, Trump could, could throw the glizzy like that. And somebody said, no, Obama, the throat goat. And then the other dude <laughs> responded in all caps, Obama is not the throat goat. Trump could throw the glizzy better than Obama any day. <laughs> well, 
you know, hopefully we start seeing, um, hopefully we start seeing this uh, argument bleed its way into the the race war, the budding race war that we're, <laughs> we're uh, experiencing right now. I would love, I would love to see people shooting each other over who could throat the glizzy better, Obama or Trump. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Um, so my answer is, uh, I like. I'll take a corn dog any day, man. I just Yo. love that exterior bread. It's so good. Yo, yeah. I mean, think think about it this way, right? Yeah. Put a hot dog on a bun. Give it whatever fixings you want, right? Mm. It's fucking tasty, right? Sure, for yeah. sure, right? Put a fucking corn dog on a bun. Give it whatever toppings you want. It's tastier. <laughs> that's that's probably true. <laughs> I've never thought about putting a corn dog on a bun, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like like it's a standalone, the corn dog is better than most hot dogs on a bun. If you put the fucking corn dog in the hot dog arena, it wins every time. <laughs> right for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah I gotta go with corn dog on that one. Yeah. Um. All right, the next call we got is from uh, Unknown. Transcript not available, 11 seconds. Let's see what sort of gibberish it is. Okay. All right, it was just a Russian number channel. Yeah, it must have, it must have been that. Um, okay, so then we got... You know, didn't we say that, like... Maybe spies were going to use our call-in to communicate with one another. That's probably what that was. We did, dude. That's probably exactly what that was. Fuck. Um, Okay, so then we got two calls in a row from TJ, who, you know, I trust to, again, be somebody who who can make some cogent points. Um, But again, three and a half minutes worth of content is really pushing it here, buddy. But uh, I really like you, and I've enjoyed all of your calls previously so i'm just going to give you the benefit of the doubt but again after this the the cutoff is a is 90 seconds and it better be good so for for a second i thought you were talking about tj from richmond tj Childers. no no i was like no i don't trust him to make a fucking cogent point oh Um, no absolutely not no no (laughs) No. if If, if i see if i see a three minute email from tj from richmond i know that tj's drunk yeah, for sure. That's one I'd have to screen before we played it. You <laughs> Yo, know for I mean? sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So it looks like one of the, the call hung up on him because he went too long, which is kind of the sign that you've maybe um, that you, <laughs> that you sh- shouldn't be talking that much. But so let's just listen to the two of these back to back real quick. All right. All right. Yo, Greg, Nate, how you doing? Uh, TJ, from uh, Pittsburgh, formerly from New England. I just went through a tunnel. Maybe you missed me. Uh, I lost me, I mean. Um, yeah, I just wanted to call in and uh, address what Gray said about y'all not being cool and all that stuff. Uh, Gray, I, I, I feel you on the uh, living in a bedroom um, with uh, not a real desk. I've got that same setup going on. Um, I live in a uh, the shell of a, uh, of a punk house. I say that because... Nobody actually plays music there anymore. It's just gross and uh, filled with uh, a bunch of people who kind of just are, are the ghosts of, of their former self. Um, I live in a small room in that house with uh, six snakes um, who are also uh, pretty antisocial. Don't really uh, don't really enjoy my company too much. Um, I try to take them out and you know I take care of them. I feed them, uh, but they you know. They have their moments. Um, uh, I don't really have any 
creative outlets anymore uh, since moving to Pittsburgh. I literally moved here for no other reason uh, than uh, I just didn't want to live with my parents at 30. Um, so I'm 32, almost 33, uh, living in a living in in a house. Like I said, uh, I, I I get little joys out of collecting things like uh, wrestling action figures and uh, uh, you know classic video games uh, that I barely play, um, records that I barely listen to, and uh, I work two shitty jobs. Um, well, one shitty job. The other job is, is, uh, I just started at a, uh, screen printing company. Uh, it's very hot and very sweaty, but I, I, I wouldn't call that a shitty job. It's something that I somewhat enjoy. It passes the time. Um, the other one, I deliver medical specimens, as I said in the previous post. Um, and, uh, my only, my only outlet of aggression is really just yelling at other drivers and, and uh, doing stupid shit like what I just did where I left my fucking handcart on the other side of the fucking city and uh, couldn't, uh, couldn't, 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 uh, couldn't bother to, to, uh, to, to, to be on time to my next stop because I had to be a fucking idiot and leave my handcart on the other side of the city. Uh, so, um, so yeah, that's, this message is probably really long. I'm a little heated right now myself for doing that still, so I apologize. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, the, at least y'all are doing something. I, um, you know, <laughs> uh, it hung up on me. Uh, but I guess I get the, I get the point, uh, automated, uh, voicemail. Uh, I just wanted to apologize for, for that going so long. Uh, hey, y'all are doing great. Love the podcast. Really enjoy it. Uh, thanks for everything. Therapy session over. Peace out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, I, so there you go. So, so that's a call that is more definitely more about DJ than us. It, it, it is. And sure, I feel yeah. like I feel like um, see so. You know, we're talking about, hey, shut the fuck up. Don't you fucking talk to us for more than 90 seconds. I feel like if TJ didn't have three minutes and 30 seconds to get that off his chest, he would have just fucking hit the gas going down the sidewalk <laughs> in Penn Avenue. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure, it's man. Fucking, it's fucking lunchtime. People are hitting hitting the fucking, you know, people are hitting the fucking shops. They're going to, you know, Woolies, Woolies Fish Market and shit. And he's just fucking 80 mile an hour down the fucking <laughs> sidewalk on Penn Avenue. Yeah, no, for sure, dude. I like, I have, I, I, I had the same, the same sort of thought process there where like as the call progressed and then especially as he called back and sort of acknowledged all the things that I was going to say, which is like, Hey man, like it sounds like maybe therapy would be like kind of good for you. <laughs> um, you know, maybe, maybe this is your therapy session. Um, and it's hard for me to lambast you for doing that just because, uh, you know, if you didn't have that, I mean, that, that could have been your final dispatch <laughs> before you took your own life and the lives of many innocent passersby. I hope not. Um, it sounds like, uh, I, yo, this is, this puts me in a, a tricky spot just because like, you know, we, we, we try to keep up, I was going to say our veneer of cynicism, but our cynicism is very real. Um, it's we, a veneer of being not cynical, right? Yes. Right. But like, I guess, you know, we, uh, we try to keep things like light to a certain extent and shit. Um, 
and like and 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 maintain like maybe not a um an adversarial relationship with our listenership but at least like a playfully combative one sure but then like i get a call like that from tj who's just genuinely like a really nice dude who i've known for quite a while now um that it <clears throat> seems to intimate that uh, us doing this podcast is uh, something that actually brings them some degree of relief from their like ongoing mental anguish. Yeah, which uh, is stunning to hear it said out loud. It, it is stunning to hear it said out <laughs> loud, but it sort of snaps me out of my my stupor for a minute. It makes me break kayfabe and and go like, oh man, like I guess I guess maybe the thing that we're doing is somewhat helpful to a small amount of people. Which I guess yo, if that applies to you. Uh, then I, just, I hope you find a brighter light at the end of that tunnel. And, and cool, you know? And, and cool, yeah. Um, yeah. I will say he addressed um, the, uh, I guess, the, um, uh, the, 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 um, living in, living in a punk house that is uh, basically over its expiration date. Right. There are a few things more fun and more vital than living in like an active punk house. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me anyway, with like just the random, like the randomness that can happen. There's shit going on. There's always people, you know what I mean? Like there's always something to do. Right. Um, but man, holding on to that fucking corpse is sadder than dragging a dead child around. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, it's like, it's, 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 there are also a few things sadder than like being in a punk house that, is not vital anymore. And then like, then just the squalor of it is laid bare. Right. And you just feel like you're, you're still holding and mourning over a long dead corpse. Yes, for sure. And this is spoken from firsthand experience. Yes. Um, yo, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever been like in a particular moment. I've been more overwhelmed with like grief, certainly like, you know, losing loved ones and shit. But as far as just like all around, like sad, yeah. Than when we were like taking the flyers off the wall of the Harrison house. Man. It was, it, I still have everything. It was, it was super sad, but at the same time I was so fucking relieved. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah for you sure. know what I mean? I, I feel like, like those parents that like have the fucking, like there are parents that have like, like websites for their dead babies, you know, where they have like, <laughs> like, the, like, f like they set the dead baby up as if it were still alive and took pictures of it and stuff. And it's like this, you know, everlasting fucking tribute on the internet to the dead baby that they just can't let go of. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've never had a dead baby. Um, hope I never do. Mm -hmm. But, um, I kind of feel like, uh, I kind of feel like I, that I kind of feel like that's what I was doing for the last few years that I was there. And then, uh, when we decided to fucking pull the plug and I was out, it was, it was really sad, but it was also a, like a bit of relief. Like I just fucking, sure. you know, stopped paying to have that website hosted. So people could come look at my dead baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I actually don't know if that's a real phenomenon or if it this is. is just something no, you're just making up. No, it, it definitely is. I mean, I don't know if it's real anymore. It certainly was, you know, Five, six, seven years ago. Let me look up dead baby websites. <laughs> you, you think Google's going to yield results for that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, one thing oh, yeah, now I lay me down to sleep, providing the gift of remembrance to parent, uh, portrait. Per yeah, so the death of a baby. It's called nowilaymedownasleep.org, right? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. What the and fuck? And there's a picture of a woman 
nude cradling her dead baby. There's a bunch of people like sadly Wait. cradling their dead babies. Wait, it's, she's nude? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, she's not like tits hanging out or anything like that. But oh fuck, there's a baby with six toes on its foot. It's dead. Um <laughs> uh, damn it, it's like a video going by. But no. It's like there are and, and like the spirit of this is that it's, you know, therapeutic and everything uh-huh. for the family, which I'm sure it is. Like I said, I never had a dead baby. But um <laughs> There's a lot of people like kissing and cradling dead babies on this website. Oh no, dude. That's fucking oh wow. That's makes me sick to my fart and stomach. And dude, there's at I least like one that. baby. There's at least one baby with polydactyly on the left foot, the right foot anyway. There were six <laughs> toes on that fucking baby's foot. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe that's a real phenomenon, dude. The human uh, yo i i find it really impossible to be a humanist in the year 2020 uh, yo man little like like monkey moms will carry their dead babies around for you know a couple days and you know you might think well maybe that's because the monkey doesn't know it's dead the monkey fucking knows that baby's dead the monkey it knows just, it's dead it just needs to like you know let me deal with this and then i'll fucking leave it in the dirt and we can move on <laughs> Right? Yeah, I know, but something about making a website for it just feels fundamentally different. Oh, there's a six-toed baby again. It's got, <laughs> it's got, it's got five on the left foot and six on the right. I swear to fucking god, man. Uh, that's probably a, that's probably a hallmark of some other genetic defects that were the uh, result of its death. You know, polydactyly is pretty common, actually. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's like that's one of the like classic like when you're talking about Mendelian genetics and positive and recessive alleles. I mean, positive uh, dominant recessive alleles and fucking bio 101 polydactyly is one of them right there you go you learn something new every day in this case i learned a couple new things which is uh, that polydactyly is quite uh quite common and also that people make websites for the dead baby it's not that it's necessarily common it's just more common than you would think right and it is quite common in the amish community because they don't fuck anybody but amish people right yes for sure and it's you know since it's a dominant allele you know yeah. Hey, you, that fucking shows up in your gene pool and in a few generations it's everywhere. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Let's listen to the next call. We've gotten so far through them at this point. Let's just fucking power through the rest. Okay. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, hey, hey. We got another episode of Dun, 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 Zeus, Reef, And we got our contestants. And. So first up, first, first, first up is The answer is Larry. I don't know what the answer must be, but it must be a no. There you have it, folks. Herborn does not riff, 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 riff. Next up, we got. Do they And the answer is, folks, do they riff? Do they Okay. So you're going to listen to that and not tell me that our our core listenership is not autistic? I was thinking that. I was like, well, that person's probably autistic. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Yes. Well, that was AJ, who is who is confirmed autistic, so, uh, at least by their own reportage. That was like the ramblings of a madman. I was thinking, like, while that was kind of going on, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, like, you know, we've talked before about, I don't know, there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? Yeah. So even, like, that voicemail consumes a certain amount of energy, which, you know, has to come from somewhere. And there's, like, there, there's like an energetic... Um, um, I guess, a, economy to doing something like that, right? Right. Not just in terms of our time and everything like that, but like there is an unretrievable expense, right? Yeah. <laughs> On all parties <laughs> for doing that, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Right. That is a, a, an excellent way to describe that. And um, I've been reading, you know, fantasy novels and one of them is about a wizard. If I were a wizard... And like, it would be amazing if that was my, like, I just could summon noises like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, I, like, I, I just picture like, you know, trying to entertain a king. I'm the, <laughs> and that's what I do. <laughs> I play that for the fucking king. That's all I got, king. Yeah. That's right? all I got for you, man. You would be I executed can, immediately. You know, fucking fix you up some glizzy, but, uh, <laughs> glizzy and that, that's what I got. Right. Oh, man. Okay. Let's just listen. We're so close to the end. We're in the final fucking stretch here. This is, let's just listen to the next one. Hey, so um, I'm just starting to finally catch up on all these back episodes, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost caught up, um, and I was just listening to the, uh, uh, the part here where uh, Gray finally decides, or finds out that Nate's got married and didn't tell him and i completely understand your uh, feelings on the institution of marriage um however it would be really funny to uh tell your now wife that you want to get some uh some wedding photos taken of you guys and have her get all dressed up and then you show up in your combat boots and like a monstrosity t-shirt and uh with your uh super cool mustache and uh you know get some some high quality photos taken you know some close-ups uh something something you know for the for the office you can hang up in the office get some wallets made uh just a thought um either way fuck you okay (laughs) so i'm gonna gonna let you in on a little secret the actual joke is if I didn't show up dressed like that. That is the actual joke. Yes, right. If I showed up dressed nicely, if I showed up dressed nicely, that would be the joke. Right. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, <clears throat> okay. So we have got um, four messages left, and they're all from the New Jersey area code. Um, this is we've had a few from the New Jersey area code tonight. We have, we, we have, have one earlier um, too. Well, yeah, and there are various area codes in New Jersey. Nine oh eight is is a New Jersey area code, and I believe yeah. that was AJ a couple calls ago. So now I'm like, now I'm suspicious because I know that they've done it before, where they've used like a random number number generator to call under different numbers, but their voice is so distinct that it's clearly them and they all sound like the ramblings of a fucking lunatic. So it's very clear that it's them. Um, so let's just see if these are all AJ, which is not beyond the realm of possibility. So let's let's listen to this first one. Okay. 
Yo, what's up? This is your boy, Olive Garden, here with another walking out exclusive. Yo, we got fucking all there is red sticks. Yo, what the fuck's up? Hey, man, I'm gonna talk some shit on your fucking boy, Applebee's, that motherfucker from the Jersey Shore. Yo, fucking Applebee's, you think you're hot shit with your fucking seven ninety nine diarrhea bowls? Well, let me fucking ask you, bro. Do you got the fucking gabagool? Hey, yo, dude, where's the fucking gabagool? We got fucking gabagool. Fuck your diarrhea balls. All the garden. Fuck you. So, <laughs> that was a pretty good bit. That was a pretty good bit. And that was not, that was not AJ. I think that was probably, uh, that was probably somebody from like the school drugs and like gel extended family because they're all obsessed uh, with the Sopranos and Gabagool Dude, and all Gabagool. that shit. So. Gabagool fucking kills me, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't know they were talking about Capicola for a long ass time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, there was. Uh, I know that you often lambast it, but there was a recent a recent come town bit where they were doing like Italian, Italian American stereotypes. And they were like, Hey, yo, listen to me speak Italian worse than somebody who's never even heard the language as if they were guessing what Italian sounded like. That's <laughs> <laughs> like basically very incredibly accurate. So everybody knows that it's really funny to speak in racist, like accents and race, racial stereotype parodies. Right. Yeah, of um, course. I mean, nobody wants to admit that they think it's, you know, enjoyable, but everybody thinks it's fucking funny. It's just not polite. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it's sure. funny to watch a fucking gorilla eat shit, but it's not something that you would like talk about um, a <laughs> yeah. lot, you know? Right. Yeah. But dude, the fucking, the fucking like <laughs> New York, like New Jersey fucking Goomba like parody is one of my fucking favorites it's so fucking funny because it doesn't matter what you sound like it doesn't matter if it's even kind of close it's still fucking hysterical yeah i agree it's, uh, it's one of my favorite state go ahead one of my favorite st stage bits that you ever did was when we played at the uh the savage yard down in indy and was it the was savage like, yard it, was that the name yeah, of that was, place yeah, yeah. The okay. church is, it was actually called the Salvage Yard. <laughs> yes, and yes. That, but then, like, it was nicknamed the Savage Yard by people who were booking hardcore shows there at the time. And it was, like, a church, like, auditorium. So there was just, like, a mural in the background that looked like a cityscape. And uh, you came out and you did your you did your monologue before we opened up, the, before <laughs> yeah. we played the show. Honestly, like... You know, that was, I wish there was footage of that one because that one was yeah, pretty, me too. And, and Brandon was so uncomfortable. And yeah, you guys had no idea where I was or what I was even doing. No, because you were hidden in like a service door. I was hiding in a door on the set and then I came out and I was like, oh, hey, yo. And I forget what I said, something like, hey, it's me, your boy, Tony, and these are the razors, and we're Tony and the razors. And then I like did a little fucking soliloquy where I was talking to my mom up in the fucking window, and uh, it was enormously uncomfortable for uh, yeah. some of the folks in the crowd. Yeah, it was really good. You you went on a whole thing about like, yeah, back in the day we used to call this our street the Savage Yard. <laughs> and, yeah, that's, uh, that's right. 
<laughs> there were like five people who were like like Chris Stinson and like a few other people, like Aaron McQueen, were like doubled over with laughter, and everyone else was like totally in the dark. And there were a good number of people there, and it was like it was like five minutes long. I just went on about <laughs> yeah. what it was like going up in these streets, man. You never know when you're gonna get a switchblade up against your neck for saying the wrong thing. What's that, ma? What's that, ma? Yeah, I know, ma. I know. Bread and milk. I'll get it tonight on my way back. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like fucking five minutes of that it was really good i wish i definitely wish that had been recorded yeah um so, all right we got three more three more calls from the new oh, jersey yo, area and yo, how what? much do you wish that like that's actually how fucking advertisement went with fucking restaurants like calling each other out and swearing <laughs> that'd be fucking amazing i'm dude. telling you right now if olive garden put out an ad like that i would be eating there tomorrow yeah, no shit, dude. I would stop being vegan just to go to Olive Garden and like give them the the appropriate degree of props. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, all right, let's listen to the next one. I peed and farted and shitted and cummed. I peed and farted, shitted and cummed. I peed and I farted and I shitted and cummed. And I cummed and I farted and I shitted and peed. I peed. I peed and I farted and I shitted and I cummed. So that could have very well been any one of it could have been me, for instance. <laughs> yes, yeah. So um, uh, that like got at first like I was like, okay, it's kind of funny, and then it started to lose me, and then it got funnier as it kept going. Um, the less you were able to keep it together, too, the more funny it became to me because it's so fucking inane and stupid. Were, was he trying to ape the Kinks? Yes, I beat a fart and I shit in it come. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I was actually this is this is uh, actually um, I guess somewhat of a prescient message. Um, I was just thinking about this. I think about this from time to time because I think about stupid shit all, all constantly. Right. But like a running gag that I have in my head that is really funny for me um, mm-hmm. is. And today, while I was mowing the lawn, I was thinking about Leonard Cohen, you know, and like all the fucking bullshit that he wrote. And then he died and everybody acted like they gave a shit. And, you know, oh, my God, Leonard Cohen, you know, like, I like, gave a shit. Yeah, but yeah, but no one else did. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's not like it's not like it's not like even half the fucking people that acted like it was sad even knew one Leonard Cohen song other than Hallelujah. Sure, that's probably true, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, fucking just let his corpse fucking rot, right? (laughs) But um, I was thinking about Leonard Cohen, and I have this running gag in my head where, you know, there are, like, people that are songwriters, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, fucking artists play their songs, right? That's super common. Yeah. And I like to think that, Maybe like there's a songwriter who is legendary, right? I mean, he wrote all the fucking big ones, right? I mean, he was he was he was a songwriter for 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 Chuck Berry and like 
all the oldie stuff. Elvis, he wrote some of Elvis's biggest hits, both early in his career and late. He wrote fucking Stairway to Heaven. You know what I mean? Like he wrote the big ones, right? But yeah. he's a terrible lyricist. And okay. every single fucking song is about like shitting and like pissing in your mouth. And, <laughs> and, and like every single song, that's what it's about. But he's really good at writing the fucking music. Right. So I don't know. To me, it, it, I, I laugh as I think about Leonard Cohen singing about, you know, hallelujah. And like, you know, and then he's like, and then I started to take a shit. I smelled those turds. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, that's how that, that those are the original lyrics of that song. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a brilliant. That sounds like a call that somebody would. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. And that's why I don't ever mention it to anybody. I just laugh about it to myself while I fucking mow the lawn. I think about yeah. Leonard Cohen singing about filling the bowl with turds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can appreciate that for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, we got two more left. Let's just bang them out real quick. All right. Yo, shout out of a cannon. Applebee's, Olive Garden, Panera Bread. You got to fuck one, marry one. Okay, All right. I got you. Olive Garden, Panera, or Applebee's, fuck Mary, fuck kill. Mary, kill. It's this a no brainer. Okay, um, kill Appleberry, kill Applebee's. Yeah, fuck Olive Garden, marry Panera Bread. Mm. Yeah, see, I would, I would do obviously kill Applebee's, but I would say fuck Panera Bread and marry Olive Garden because I fucking love it, even shitty Italian food. I could eat pasta every day for the rest of my life. In fact, I'm going to make pasta as soon as we're done recording this. Yo, but Panera Bread's got it all. You want fucking pasta? They got pasta salads. They want soups. You got sandwiches, right? You want fucking pastries? They got you there. They got you. They got your coffee, right? They're always popping with something new for you. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's a marriage that never grows old. It keeps growing and getting better and better, right? Uh -huh. Olive Garden's basically the same fucking slop in a bowl with just like a different name. Yeah, so like most most marriages. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I guess, but I don't know, man. I think the quality of that slop is just enough to keep me coming back for more. All right, all right. That's the romantic in me, I guess. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like the quality of your slop, baby. Let's get hitched. <laughs> uh, all right, let's listen to this. Fill, fill my mouth with your slop, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this last one, call it a night. Uh, yeah, remember when the fucking coronavirus started coming to America and everybody was like all hanging out home, making cute little TikTok videos where they were showing their friends how to make sourdough bread or making their grandpa do some stupid fucking dance on the TikTok and shit. Now everybody overthrew the government and all that. Yeah, 2020 is a weird fucking year, you know that? Like, crazy, man. This, this, this shit fucking sucks, you know? I don't know about you, man, but I wish I was able to go back into an indoor dining establishment to where I can just sit inside an Applebee's and just eat a fucking diarrhea bowl. I don't know about you guys, but when we're allowed to legally go inside a fucking restaurant, and fucking eat food indoors. Um, the outdoor dining. The first thing I'm gonna do is that I'm gonna fucking go to Applebee's and fucking you know get a diarrhea bowl because that shit's fucking good. It tastes like shit. I like eating shit and just 
chewing on it and smelling it and letting it sink into my teeth and smearing it on my lips, you know. And the diarrhea bowl, you know, it's fucking fantastic. And it beats the living shit out of Panera Bread. But fuck that shit. Applebee's diarrhea bowls are the way to go. Fuck Panera Bread. Fuck you. All right. I so somehow, like, somehow we've uh, we we've cultured a um, a sort of like a cult around Applebee's, Panera Bread, and Olive Garden. <laughs> yes, we sure have, haven't we? Wow, of all of the inadvertent side effects of shit that we've said on this show, um, I that was the one I least expected. And the wildest thing is, the fucking Panera Bread bread bowl came out of left field. That wasn't mm-hmm. even mentioned by us. No, that was a Larry, a Larry invention. He just had a bug up his ass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, and um, you know what? Hey, 2020 couldn't be going any better, right? As a punk yeah. rock, as a lifelong fucking punk rock, heavy metal fan, and general um, voyeur of chaos, things couldn't be better. Yeah, I, I got it. It's, it's, it's what all your favorite songs fucking sing about, right? We all yeah. dream of having to wear fucking masks and like live in some sort of post-apocalyptic hellscape. We all dream of like, you know, global pandemic and uh, extinction level events and, and horrific things happening. We, you know, Jesus, like, like listen to any fucking like, I don't know, crossover album between, you know, for the past fucking 35 years. You know what I mean? It's what everybody yeah. wants. It's what everybody wants. The punks, they've been champing at the bit to overthrow the government since 1981. Yep. Right? Yeah, the moment well, has finally come. Let's get at it, man. You know? Yeah. Um, it's now or never. <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, all right, let's get out of here as quick as we can. Yeah, this that is was, the, I mean. I'm glad, I'm glad we, we made it through them all. Yeah. Um, for the sake of TJ, I'm glad that we uh, didn't instill the, uh, the the new rule tonight. Right. Uh, install the new rule tonight. But um, you know what? Next time, fucking come in, get it done in 90 seconds. That's it. You get one call. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so, yo, if you do want to call and leave us a voicemail, just please keep that in mind. It's 260-222-8341. If you want to submit music to us, demo listen podcast at gmail.com. I still have a ton of fucking submissions that are sitting in there. Plus, people have been submitting stuff to the uh, Facebook thread a lot more recently. We've got a lot of shit to sift through. So if we don't get around to it right away, sorry, but it's just, you know, that's just how it goes. And, and this then- is now the officially longest episode. Yes, it is. Um, and then, uh, sorry, what did Tiff say? We didn't get any ice cream. Were you supposed to get ice cream? I I, I said that, yeah, let's go get some, but we're not now, so fuck her. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what fucking, what time is it now? It's like, uh, it's like it's nine, nine o'clock. o'clock. That's yeah, just, you're definitely yeah. not getting ice cream at that nine o'clock on a You're Sunday. not even going to digest it, right? No. Um, and so, uh, if you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. I recently, I was looking on there and I found out that you can actually see who unsubscribed, um, Mm -hmm. and, and they'll give reasons on there. So like, you know, my financial situation changed or whatever. I don't Um, care. I don't care either, but like, I'm going to say like anybody who put any other reason besides your financial situation changed, um, we're coming for you. I got your names. I got your PayPal info. I know where you live now. Um, so I'm gunning for you. We're well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say good for you, right? You, you, you stood for what you fucking believed in, right? <laughs> Which is not supporting this podcast anymore. That's right. Uh, I always do. And, and you, and you let us know about it. 
Right. Well, I, I guess I, I just always wonder what the final straw is for somebody. Right. You know what I mean? What is yeah. it that we said one too many times? You know what I mean? What did Why? we do? What, did, 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 did something, did somebody say something? No, no. I'm just, I just, I, I just, my mind wanders, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, on that note, we will wrap it up. If you like the show, rate and review on iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, that's it. We'll, we'll, we'll call it there. There's been too much of this show already. I'm ready for it to be done. We'll holler at you next time. Yeah, see ya.